On the Foscast today, we have got the championship's all-time top scorer. He's just returned from the United States after absolutely smashing it for LA Galaxy. It's Billy Sharp. He told us what life was like out there in LA. He also let us know his side of the story of all of that Wrexham beef, the scuffles in the tunnel, all of the stuff from Rob McElhenney, and also what it's like being without a football club for the first time in a 20-year professional career of the Foscast. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Takes a shot, she scores! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IonNWSL.com. Right, Billy, um, it's about minus two in the UK at this moment in time. Um, but you haven't been here recently, have you? You've been out in America, um, absolutely smashing it by the looks of it. Um, talk to me about your nice little journey out with uh, LA Galaxy. Yeah, um, the weather, obviously, is a... Um a lot different to the UK, um, as you say, freezing today. Um, only just found a few of my winter coats. So <laughs> you got to dig them out now. It's that time that was, of year. We've got to start digging them out, mate. This morning, um, no. The the adventure I had in LA was um, something I'll cherish for me and the family um, forever because it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Really, um, I'm a bit of a homeboy. Yeah, um, never played in a you know, foreign country before and uh, to go there, to play in the MLS, uh, to play for the LA Galaxy was was really exciting and it didn't disappoint and uh, made some special memories there. Can I mean, you rewind to like how how it came about? Because I remember like watching, and I think we texted about it and like going, what a move. What a move. What yeah, a like move that is always that is. the thing is like, what a move. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people were surprised, thought I'd go... Yeah, I had other offers which just wasn't exciting me, and everyone knows that um, it was it was hurting me leaving Sheffield United. Um, you know, to get over that was um, was difficult, and for LA Galaxy to come in for me, um, it was a no brainer. It was it made you know my hair stand up and made me excited to to go there and try and try and you know go and do the business, score some goals and um, have like an adventure with the family, which um, we didn't have much time to think about it. Um, I got a text off uh, the, the fitness coach at LA Galaxy, who used to be Sheffield United fitness coach, but I didn't know him. A friend of mine, James Beatty, uh, was at the club when he was there. He contacted me and said, um, this guy wants your number. Uh, he's working at LA Galaxy and... As dry as Beats is, he said to me, I said to him, did he want to sign me? And he went, nope. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> and then an hour later, he said, look, I don't know what they want. He just asked for your number. I was like, no, no worries, mate. I've, I've texted him. Thank you. Um, 
And it happened, like I said, really quickly. He said to me, would you be interested? I was like, yep, 100%. Uh, spoke to my wife. She thought I was on a wind-up. She was like, um, when are we going? Um, told the kids. They were a bit anxious and a bit nervous. But, um, yeah, it's the best thing that I could have done for my career at that time. Because, like I say, I, it, I was disappointed and hurting about the Sheffield United, um, the way it ended and... Um, yeah, I couldn't wait to get over there and uh, see, what, see what the MLS was about. We'll talk about how it ended with Sheffield um, United in a bit. Um, what, what's it like out there, though? Talk to me about what it's like. What is... I want to know everything about... <laughs> I want to know about the standard. I want to know about the lifestyle. Um, where you live in. Where you yeah, live in. All yeah, that everything. kind of okay, stuff. Okay, so the standard. Um, there's some good players there. Yeah. In training the first day. Um, I said Douglas Costa were there. Yeah. Um, still so fast, strong, um, can do things with the ball that I could never dream of doing. Um, I think it was just about consistency for him. I think that's why he's not playing in Champions League or whatever mm. now, but um, you could see the talent that he's got and um, not just at our club, other clubs that we played against, there was individual talent um, in every team. Um, I think that's why there's DP players. Um, there was some bad defending as well. Um, what's What's the DP players? Designated player where they get paid an awful lot of money. What are we talking? So, so DP players. So obviously nowadays, like wages in football are just obscene anyway, aren't they? Players are going out to Saudi, getting paid four or five hundred million a week. What is <laughs> what is like a highest paid well, player in America? Like what is the highest DP player? I don't know in what the highest DP is, but um, Chica Chicharito, who I went because he was injured and out for the season, he was over seven mil. A year, yeah. So wow, um, he was a DP for the, the thing Gap is Galaxy. as well. They they release like yeah. out there. They release what players are earning, don't yeah. they? So they they have to. I think they have to do it by law. Is yeah. release how much each player is earning per season? Yeah. So everyone could see what I was earning, which weren't great, but the experience and the opportunity was something that I wanted, um, and the reward at the end of it, which I haven't ended up getting. Um, I got a bonus for scoring goals and what have you, but um, th there was a 12-month club option where, yeah. you know, I, I thought I was going to get and I thought I deserved to get. Well, the manager told me in his office with an hour meeting that we had that he wanted me there and that I would be getting. Um, but the longer it went on and I was due to fly back, um, my agent got a call and said, look, they're not going to be taking up the option. Um, maybe because the wages went up a lot, which... I'm sure the manager's got to got to have known while he was saying to me he wanted me there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's that side of it's weird because I'm sort of owned by the league. Yeah. So clubs will get told what my um, club option would be, and then they have an opportunity to sign me. So maybe another MLS club um, might sign me. Would uh, that be a possibility? Would you be open to that as yeah, well? Yeah, I've I've it's opened my eyes that that move um, to the experiences that you can have in football yeah. and for the family as well, which I went over there and I wanted to do well. And um, on the plane, my eldest said to me, Dad, get get a hat-trick for me because the ball is different to the, to the Premier League, to yeah. the Championship. And I went, I said, I'll get you one of them, son, I promise. And stuff like that was, which made me smile because I managed to get the hat-trick, which yeah. put myself under a little bit of pressure because only had, I only started nine games, but I, I scored six goals and I think it was only one league goal off the top scorer at the club. So I f personally, I felt I made an, 
an impact with the fans, with the with my teammates, and um, off the field as well. I, I try to be an influence to, mm. to younger players, which a few of them have contacted me and said, you know, it's great to experience the pitch with you. You help me with this and help me with that, which you know, as well as the goals, stuff like that makes me, you know, happy that I, I went there and, and made an impact. Is that, is that, that's got to be frustrating then, isn't it? If you kind of been, not sold a dream, but you've been told, listen, if you go and do this and you hit your targets, X, Y, and Z, then you're going to be here for a while. We want you. Especially when you're scoring six, six, in, six yeah. in nine starts. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's mine and my agent's fault. Um, I should have had it in. If you score five goals, instead of getting this bonus for really, five yeah. goals, I should have got, you guarantee yourself 12 months after that. And, I'd have found out really then if they really did want me. Because um, I feel now it's like I went and did a job for them, knowing that they weren't going to take me and they can bring someone, obviously, younger as it is now. Um, How old are you now? 37 you years young. Million. Mate, yeah, you've got so. three years left in you. Look at you. I, I hope so. Um, I'm pulling my hair out now because I'm not at a club and not playing and it's it's what I love doing. And I know that's why you came out of retirement because yeah. you was missing it and whatever and... Obviously, you're not playing now, but I'm sure some days you do miss it. Yeah, no, I don't, really. Not, <laughs> not when I wake up and it's minus two outside. I yeah, promise you I don't. It's interesting, though, because when you were saying about the salaries being released, we you had um, interest, didn't you? And You had a conversation with Carlos Bocanegra at Atlanta, yeah. and that didn't quite happen. It, 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 to be honest, it wasn't That'd that be, close. That would good for your camera in the net. That oh, that yeah, would have been amazing. That would have been incredible. Yeah. But when at the time of doing it, me and Rich Lee were speaking about it, and and that information that we talked about, the salaries was there yeah. for us to see. But some of the some of the wages, some of those Atlanta players were earning was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, and some of the phenomenal. GKs in the league as well, and, and yeah. ultimately, um, there's a DP goalkeeper. Um, he used to be at Borussia Dortmund. I forgot what team he plays for. Decent keeper, but then you look at the money he's on, you're like, Pfft. wow, you're not getting that anywhere else, mate. No, nope. and it's... I can see why people go from teams in Europe to America because well um, Ricky who played for, for us he, he went from Barcelona as a as like a young really up and coming talent and you're like why is he moving from Barcelona I know why he's moving from Barcelona to um, LA Galaxy to LA Galaxy because the lifestyle is unbelievable is um, it talk to me about that lifestyle then yeah so I didn't I watch all these programs on TV it's the crap that my missus watches and the real, the life that, yeah the yeah, Orange County and all that see kind that of stuff, and I'm yeah. like that's not for me not for <laughs> me and then I find out moving to LA and I'm like what what do I pack what do I, what do I you know what do I take what do they over? wear what do what they wear out there <laughs> where did you where did you live then so yeah we lived in a hotel for the first three weeks which was tough wasn't a great hotel was small kids doing my head in. Uh, but I had the release of going to football and um, it was a school holiday at the time. So once we got out there and into a house, we lived literally right in between Manhattan Beach and Himosa Beach, which we was one block, one road. Um. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Down in the 
go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Literally 20 seconds walk to get on the, the, the beach, which, yeah, if you're having a bad morning, you just walk 20 seconds and everyone's so friendly. Um, everyone's smiling, either jogging, sprinting on a skateboard with a dog pulling them, oh, cycling, you'd love yeah. it. It's mad, isn't it? Rollerblading, like everyone's just enjoying the weather. Um, you can go there at 8am and there's, I don't know, 20-odd people playing a volleyball game and it's yeah. like... It's a different world, walk, that, isn't it? Do you remember, we, we went down to like Venice Beach last year and you walk down to um, Santa Monica, yeah. like across there, and there's exactly that on the beach. There was like 50 people doing a spin class, yeah. like on the beach, and then next to it, it's the volleyball. And like you said, there's, you do see, see some random things. But honestly, like Venice Beach and uh, Santa Monica Beach is nothing compared to Manhattan Beach. Really? We, we stayed, that's where Manhattan. we stayed, Manhattan Beach, when we was with Wrexham in the summer, and Manhattan Beach is a, it's completely It's too different. hustle, too much yeah. going on. Um, Venice Beach, obviously, there's so no, much it's carnage. It's, it's carnage. carnage. It is, yeah. it's carnage. Yeah. You then, don't want to go down there, really, do you? You do for the day, but yeah. you don't want to be on the beach having a beach day, or you don't want to be, I don't. I wouldn't want to live around there. Um, yeah. Santa Monica is posh Blackpool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great places to go. Kids loved it. Um, but yeah, just Manhattan Beach, Himosa Beach, Redondo Beach is people, uh, we've met people who had moved from New York or getting out of the hustle and they come here and they're like, we should have moved here 10 years, 20 years ago. And everyone who lives there just absolutely love it. And I'm, I don't blame uh, We found this nice it, little craft beer like pub we did. It was beautiful. It was yeah, there's really a few nice. of them, yeah. Just up the road from it, it as classic was. It, it's like a bubble. It's like not real world, if you know what I mean. I uh, used to go training, uh, palm trees around the training ground, sun shining. Didn't have to think about any other than a T-shirt, shorts, no jumpers, oh, snoods or anything. It's a dream. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, after training, then the lifestyle was, was unbelievable as well, which the kids... Um, was homeschooled by, by, by my wife, which she found tough with the little one. Cause she, imagine, yeah. But the oldest one, he was brilliant, got all his work sent through on the computer, half seven. He was done for half 10, 11, and kind of go beach, kind of go beach. And yes, the memories that we've made off the field as well as on um, was... Uh, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. A lot better. All right, we're going to talk about the uh, the Sheffield United exit in a minute. Before um, we do that, Ben, we've got I'll, to talk about... I want to talk about the shirts up here quickly. Right, okay. I want to talk about the shirts up here because we've got some... Obviously, Billy Sharp, the highest uh, championship goal scorer of all time next to us, um, knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. And I've got some match-worn shirts above me here, Billy. Um, if you're just listening at home and you're not watching us, then uh, I'll tell you what shirts I've got, actually. We've got a Marcus Rashford, we've got Harry Kane... A Sergio Aguero and a Jamie Vardy match-worn shirt all above me. Um, I just want to get a few little bits and bobs out of each of them, if you can. So talk to me about Jamie Vardy as a striker. Yeah, uh, a lot of respect for him. Uh, came into the game relatively late yeah. as a footballer. Um, but for what he's done and achieved is phenomenal. Um, another lad from Sheffield just scoring goals and his sheer pace is, you know, I think that's what he relied on quite a yeah. lot at the start, but... Then his movement was great. His finishing got better. And obviously, he's got his own records in the Premier League, which 11 consecutive games, I think it was. Ridiculous, and isn't it? However many things got over 100. Well, I'm sure he's got over 100 now. And um, 
yeah, he's been he's been a great player for Leicester. Clever little rat is what he was. <laughs> um, Sergio Aguero, yeah, fit, real favourite. Um, again, his movement is. Um, I think he was quick, but yeah, just oh, yeah. the way he finished the ball and got himself into places where or weaved his way through because he was only he was I think he was about same well probably smaller than me, but yeah. he was strong, aggressive, and uh, it's a shame the way his career ended for him, but. Unbelievable player as well. You know what he was good at is not having much of a back lift. He didn't yeah, yeah. need much back lift, did he? Well, he had short, stocky legs like me and all the power came, <laughs> just like you say. It's just, yeah, some of his finishes was was a, was a joke and unbelievable player. Harry Kane? Again, um, I never thought he was going to leave Spurs, but fair play to him. He's gone to Germany and he couldn't be doing anything else, no. really. And again, I remember him when I played against Leicester, and he was sat on the bench, couldn't get a game. And the way he's ad- adapted his game, he can come short, get him behind with his movement, his ability to head the ball, his finishing's phenomenal. And uh, he's, he's obviously a leader as well, being captain of uh, England and yeah, going to a different different country in a different league. And he's breaking all the records, which he's, you can see he's still hungry. Is, is he one of the best all-round strikers has been, do you reckon? Yeah. Because like I said, he, he has, he's got everything, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got everything, yeah. Um, and he's grown on me even more over the years and respect him more and more every time I see him. Yeah, uh, yeah unbelievable. Is it, is it is like understanding, because when you ask that question, Ben, about is he one of the best, why do we even ask that question? Because look at the goals and everything he's done. Is it because when you look at him, he's not got blistering pace or... He's not the most sexy footballer yeah, no. in the world, but is it his understanding of the game and doing all think, of the basic stuff? I, I think at that's a world how I describe level? myself. Like people say, "How is he leading goal scoring in the championship ever?" He's he's fat, he's small, he's slow. But um, <laughs> well, what is it then? How do you do it? I don't, well, you know where the goal is. He knows where the goal is. He knows how to manipulate defenders. He knows he knows how to beat goalkeepers. Um, yeah, his his mental strength must be unbelievable. Um, like I say, he, he's got a lot of responsibility. Captain takes penalties in pressure situations. I oh, know we see the the one that he, he missed. Um, but yeah, to go to a foreign country and, you know, go out of his comfort zone, if you like, um, getting paid a lot of money at Spurs that he's captain of and supports, but uh, to do what he's doing still. And he probably wanted that Shearer record. Um, yeah. I think he'll come back and get it. He'll come back. Yeah, I think he'll it, come back. I'm going to give him another three years out there, and then two and a half years, and then he, he's coming back. He needs two and a half really good years in the Prem, though. Yeah, because he's yeah, about he's he's sixty, right. seventy behind. Is he? People always ask me that. Who's the best striker in the Premier League ever? I still say Alan Shearer because he's got the record. But obviously, a lot of people are going to argue with me because he's not as sexy as Aguero, Henri. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Van Nistelrooy. There's a there's a lot of strikers who are up there, but. He's got the record. Um, so, for me. Did you see Harry Kane recently in an interview? I saw him, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, talking German. I was like, no way, come on. He's well, unbelievably remember, impressive. Really? I've I seen him, oh, it must have been three weeks ago, and he, was, he wasn't that confident, and he was only saying a few words. I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it was a voiced over dubbed over <laughs> I don't know but it was just a clip on TikTok I saw and I thought and I was like wow AI mate they'd have AI maybe that. yeah maybe I, I know was. that he's taken on the culture over there and um, well apparently he's living in a hotel I think yeah. is he that's costing a fortune a night but I'm, I'm sure 
and touching he's the sides. Right did, did you see him in the lederhosen? Did you see him in the lederhosen with Thomas Muller? Yeah, it's good. Love that big Stein a bit. And then finally, this is going to be an interesting one actually, Marcus Rashford, because. I want to. I want to know what it's like as a striker when you're low on confidence. Because I think at this moment in time, Marcus Rashford, it's obvious for everyone to see, is is just very low on confidence. He's not doing what comes naturally to him. What? How would you overcome that? And where does that come from? Well, I think he was in this situation two years ago, and he came through it. And I think some of my new fans wanted him out, and he went on this run. I've said it many times before. Um, it's this, probably the same with you. When you keep a clean sheet, and then two, and then three. You think you're going to make four, yeah. five, six, and you think you're unstoppable. When you're scoring goals and things are hitting you or they're bouncing to you and not the defender, when you're scoring goals, you've got this self-belief and this mindset that you're just going to score, score, score. And when you're not, it gets harder and harder and harder. And for me, he's not as natural as Harry Kane, as Aguero, because, you know, he's he likes to drift wide. Um, he probably... Models himself on Henry or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, he's got blistering pace. Can uh, take free kicks, penalties, the way he hits the balls. I can't do that. Um, he's a great player. And um, you just never know what's going on off the field. Behind the scenes, that's the Behind big thing, the scenes, isn't it? Yeah. Is he carrying an eagle? Is, but there's no doubt about it. He's a, he's a brilliant player. And um, like you say, he's probably low on confidence. And yeah. some footballers rely on, I don't know, confidence and when it is a little bit tough he's not playing in the team who's you know popping yeah they're not popping, popping at the minute not, are not they it's the not minute. helping things no <laughs> it's amazing I think with, with, with Marcus it's like the, the streaks it, it's so streaky yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah, like it is, where yeah. it'll yeah. be a many games without and then it'll just go on an yeah, absolute many games purple with. patch yeah which I think that's the thing that probably fans struggle with where they're going, going to go how can we just consistency lighten it up and consistency then, yeah who, who did um who did you kind of base your game on growing up and who was your hero striker-wise? Um, Sheffield United hero was Brian Dean, um, oh, even though yeah. I'm playing nothing like him. Um, he could head the ball, he was fast, um, long stride, liked to go drift wide. Um, he was just a hero of me growing up as a Sheffield United fan. He was the one who scored the goals and I used to be in the garden, Dino, thinking <laughs> I was Brian Dean. And Same with Alan Shearer. Um, Sheffield United is my team. But because of Alan Shearer, I had a soft spot for Newcastle. I used to get a couple of their shirts and it was always Shearer nine on the back. And yeah, headers, volleys, penalties, um, the way he just shoved yeah, people Yeah, angry, off. little work rate, and little devil. He was a goal machine and um, they're, they're not like him anymore. Um, well, as you can see, Harry Kane's probably as close to him as, as, yeah. as any of them four. But Harry Kane... Probably drops a lot deeper than Shearer and scores different types of goals. Shearer, you know, he was power and smashing the ball with his head, with his foot. Um, but yeah, they, they were the two. More recently was Fernando Torres, Aguero, um, Rooney. Some of Rooney's goals. And oh, Rooney. Bold Rooney. Skinhead Rooney. Skinhead Rooney. Skinhead Rooney. The goal where he's arguing with the ref, shoved him out of the Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> Um, so like unreal. Uh, I spoke about this with somebody the other day. It was it's not even that. It was the one where do you remember Hull yeah. and it's the drop ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that he's going to get a red card. Yeah. You, you, Alex Ferguson must be standing there going, "What well, are you doing? Uh, yeah. Please don't, please don't, don't let him do this." Fifth. Oh, yes. okay, here we go. Brilliant. Ten man. Fantastic. He's gone through him straight. But that through was him. him. That was him. He was a little animal. Yeah. 
Absolutely I think he had to be like that. So the way he played, he that was him. Yeah. Played right on the edge and yeah. um, obviously did some things which you think, what is he doing? But um, it's just the way he played. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just part and parcel of, isn't that just players like Sergio Ramos? I was watching um, stats about him. Oh, about his red card. 27th yeah. red card. <laughs> But is that just, do you with players like that, and you've played with them both, I'm sure, do you just accept that's who they are? You kind of do. You kind of have to. He's, um, again, what a player. But that I think it averages two red cards a season. <laughs> so 27 it, red, red cards. cards. That's got to be a little record. The latest one was the funniest. He's he's saying to the referee, go on, go and have a look. Yeah, go and watch to, it back. Go and watch it back. He got his yellow to a red, straight red. <laughs> he's caught him on the knee. Yeah. He's literally got all studs. So he's campaigned to look yeah. and he's yeah. been upgraded. Go on, he's go literally got all six so studs on this player's knee. yellow to a straight red. <laughs> what a boy. Um, right, you mentioned Sheffield United there. Um, 300 and 77 appearances for Sheffield United 129 goals um, not bad that by the way um, you, you mentioned about the exit and how s- sort of disappointing it was Sheffield United is obviously your club and that meant a lot to you didn't it yeah and I've talked about it before and I'm not bitter mm. I'm just disappointed yeah. and listen I, I know there was going to be a time where I wasn't going to be at Sheffield United anymore but um, the season was coming to a close and I've been told by the manager he told the press he wanted, not just me, there's a few other old heads um, for at times when it would be hard, um, for when there's injuries like they've had. And, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, there'd be a time in the season where I'd be used and whatever. And, yeah, I might not have played as much, um, but I'd have worked hard to try. Yeah. Um, so I thought I was going to be there. And then after the season finished, when if I knew I wasn't going to be there, at least I could have savoured it. And, you know, I've been at, been at the club Three, three spells as a kid. I've been, you know, I've had three promotions, two to the Premier League and um, one from League One to the Championship, which, you know, if you know it's going to be the end, you can... I just didn't have that end, that um, closure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, a proper send-off. Yeah, and it hurt, it hurt me. Yeah. And if I'd have known, and, you know, you can deal with it better. But the way it was, you know, what the way it ended was, yeah, it didn't didn't sit well with me. And you know, I'm I'm a Sheffield United fan from Sheffield, and I'd have done I'd do anything for that club, and um, didn't want no pay rise, didn't want anything. Just thought, you know what, I'm going to be a part of this jigsaw, this puzzle next season, and if I play one minute or however many minutes, I will give it my all and. If I'm not playing, I'll be helping others mm. and I'll be leading that dressing room like I had done for eight years before that. And uh, yeah, that's why I said LA was the best thing for me. Get out of the country. Complete reset, refresh. Yeah, reset. And, um, the kids were hurt as well. You know, they go to the to every single game and they have the Sheffield United shirt on because their dad plays, but also they support Sheffield United. And um, we woke up at mad hours in LA to watch and... Uh, you know, it was it was frustrating because they was getting some you know late defeats and stuff like that. Yeah. And they've they they've picked up of late when we got back and things sort of turned a little bit with Everton getting the points deduction. But um, obviously, disappointing result of the weekend, which um, they're the games that they need to pick up the points to to survive the season. I think this is the thing with with fans sometimes <laughs> talk about players and loyalty and um, 
I think people probably outside the game then realise that sometimes it, it it doesn't always work that way. Like you said, just having a almost a proper send off, and mm. even when you finished at Watford, Ben, it was like I remember speaking to you and going like, "That's that's it then." Like, and and they yeah. kind of chat on your last game of the season, didn't travel or anything like that. And not everyone gets that Mark Noble moment on the pitch where no, no, no. they nah, get to say yeah. goodbye, isn't it? And that that's. Um, I always think when people talk about uh, you know loyalty in, in football, it, it it very much works both ways, oh, doesn't it? Hell yes but it's it an does. industry; it's a it's a business. That's yeah. just it is now. Yeah, I think um, I think football's changed a lot. You, yeah, you probably agree with me. Um, I'm still in football, so can't go into too much detail. But um, yeah, it's it, it can end horrifically sometimes, and. Not, not just me. So I'm not, I'm not bitter about it at all. I know that there's fans who still want me there, and I know there's fans that didn't. You never, I'm sure Harry Kane at Tottenham, there was probably a percentage who didn't think he was good enough or whatever. It's just the, that's just what football fans are. And um, no, listen, I still support Sheffield United. I want them to stay up this season. I want them to do well. Look out for the, the results all the time. And um, who knows? Maybe one day. I will be back in some sort of capacity. Have you been to watch a game this season? Are you going to go watch over Christmas or anything if you haven't already got something sorted? Oh, I was waiting for the invite often, but um, <laughs> no, I'm actually doing the um, the Liverpool game for TV. So um, yeah, that'll be good to go and watch and uh, take in the atmosphere. Uh, I do miss that. You know, the greasy chip brought you song. Oh, yes. And my bit my, of Bovril. Definitely will be having a Bovril, yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> the southern lads look at me as if to say, "What the hell is that?" Uh, proper man, no, it's proper. Bother, especially with this weather as well. So yeah. that'll be one of the first things I go to the kit man for. Um, one of the highlights of your, um, sorry, what are the highlights of your of your career? I've got here, um, obviously the the FA Cup semi final. This was last year, by the way. Yeah, I know. this was last year. Yeah. I, I can't even remember. I, I can't even remember Sheffield United in an FA Cup semi final. Well, I'm sure we're going to go and talk about it. We beat Wrexham on the way to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't going to bring it. We weren't going to bring that up, really. Surely we weren't going to bring um, that up. No, um, yeah, that's why it's tough at the minute. FA Cup semi-final last season, and yeah. I'm sat here now, itching, hungry to get my next club to to play, and uh, yeah, I can still score goals. Um, like I say, I'm hungry, I'm open to to any challenge, any opportunity, and. Um, yeah, hopefully that comes uh, sooner rather than later. Let's talk about that FA Cup run then. Seeing as Billy bought it up, seeing as Billy bought it up, I didn't, I didn't want to even come it's not on. Not even for this. on my running order. <laughs> no chance, mate. Um, right, I saw a, uh, I saw a podcast that you did last week, and uh, you mentioned about sort of just at the end of the game, I was just celebrating in front of the the, the fans, and apparently the top row were, were Sheffield United fans. Yeah. And I've looked back at this, and I'm thinking, nah, I'm pretty sure they're all Wrexham fans, you know. <laughs> so. Where the away end is, yep. my family, well, everyone's family sits right in the corner. Ah, so when go. Millwall come, when anyone come, my kids are hearing all the chants, which now they know, um, <laughs> all the hand signals. Um, I go over there, win, lose or draw every single game, give them a wave, blow them a kiss, blah, blah, blah. That day, I obviously scored a goal. I was getting lots of coins. And I, people know what I'm like with fans. I take a lot. I give a lot. It's part of the game. Without the fans, football is nothing. Yeah, true that. Um, and we, we saw that with COVID. Um, it was dead and it was tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the, the Wrexham fans were in full, you know, noise that day and they were brilliant. They 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 came to Bramall Lane 
they were loud, got right behind their team. It was a proper FA Cup tie over the two legs. And I'm the Sheffield United captain. The FA Cup means a lot to me personally. I'm a winner and I wanted to win because I could see how much Wrexham players, fans, everything, they wanted to win. Um, I didn't want that happening on our patch yeah. when I was responsibility for, for my team on that pitch that day and a few things happened. Um, first leg, one of our lads got sent off, got provoked. He needs to, obviously, he learned from that, which yeah. he will do. So we scored in the last minute to take the tie when they thought they'd won it and there was other things in the press, blah, 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 the documentary. Everyone wanted Brexton to go on this run. I wanted to get to the semi-final of the FA Cup like we eventually did to play at Wembley, which I'd not done before. So big big for me personally and as a club. Um, so, yeah, I went over to the my my mom, my dad, my wife, my kids, my friends, wave as I normally do, blow my kids a kiss, I'm getting coins, I'm having a bit of banner. I do a little crying gesture to the Wrexham fans, which I could have done a lot worse. <laughs> Parky comes running over. Who, <laughs> What's Parky saying? What are you what are you whining? Well, I can't remember what he said, but he's giving it loads because I'm having a ban- bit of banner. He's angry. His team's just got knocked out. I'm happy. We've just gone through. S- spoilt the underdog scenario yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've had a bit of beef with Parky before. I know him because I know people. I know. What assistant. beef have you had? What beef have you had with Parky so before? I, I, I once going to take a throw in um, at uh, Valley Parade and. As I went to get the ball, he's he's booted me, booted me on the hand. <laughs> no, he hasn't. So I've given him a push. I've given him a push. Phil, Phil's the nicest him, man in the world. I gave him a push, and we've had a little bit of a scuffle. And the ref come over. I think he's booked me, booked him, and yeah, I've got no grudge, nothing against him. Just he's booted my hand though. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was no need for him to get involved after the game. I, when I'm, he, well, he thought he was just trying to look out for his fans. And then I think Paul Mullin came across, and we had a bit of that was fine, bit of banter with him. Um, Toza was giving it all game. Um, big toes. Yeah. He's got a mouth on him, big toes. Real mouth Who's on him. He Not just to is? me, like he was abusing the rest of my players. Like Ollie Norwood came on, he's going, he'll give us something. And he did. Gave him a penalty, which I think was outside the box. Um, he just had a lot of spice to it. Um, <laughs> I love this. To- I love toes to bits, honestly. I'm sure, I'm sure he, you don't know him. He's the nicest runner. I can't wait. For- I want him to text me about and this, actually, because if toes, you're giving it the big and you cannot back this up, all right? <laughs> no, you we haven't got the- Paul Mullen. We had Paul Mullen on a few weeks ago, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. Like, I'm different on the pitch to off the pitch. Um, You'd batter toes, wouldn't you? You'd be able to batter toes. Easy. Oh, he's, a, he's a big lad. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he, he, um, I'll give him a go. Like, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, he was giving, and I liked it, you know, he was trying to get under our skin. Exactly what you have to try and do. do it just lifts to it all, doesn't yeah, it? It lifts everybody it's a little bit. It's an yeah, FA yeah. Cup, and um, I've got nothing against any of the Wrexham players. They're, they're doing well this season. I said this after in the interview. A few people didn't agree with a few things I said, but I was, we went down the tunnel then. Bramall Lane, you turn left to the home, you go straight on a little bit and left to the away. I got man of the match, whether I deserved it or not, I don't know, but I had to go straight on and right into this. There was loads of cameras for the documentary. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to go straight on and then up the stairs. It gets tighter. The Wrexham players think, what's he doing? He should be going left. I get that. So this camera guy shoots out, probably didn't think I was coming because he thought I was going left as well. So I sort of like, like nearly fall over him and push him out of the way. And um, 
the lads, production lads were like, it kicked off a little bit. Robbo's, Did it? A little Rob, scuffle? No, it, it would have done, yeah, but there was too many people there. Yeah. Nobody knew what was going on. Robbo's come in, he likes a bit of a... Like, Who's the, who came in? Um, Robbo. Rob, Robinson, yeah. Um, okay. A few other people. Um, they all shouting. It was handbags, nothing really happened. Um I think I, th- I think it was Toza what said something again. <laughs> Toes. And I was Keep like, shut toes, I, all right. I said, and you know what? Probably made good TV. And they put it in the documentary, so they obviously buzzed off it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, uh, stick that up your documentaries. Also, I think I said something like that. Um, which I've I had a laugh <laughs> as I said it. And they, a few more was having a go. And anyway, I darted in my little place where I had this um, interview. And I probably should have not done it. I should have cooled down. Yeah. Emotions were high. Things had just been said and happened. And I went in and I... I wasn't suggesting the referee was cheating at all. I got fined for that, blah, blah, blah. I just thought he had a bad game. How much do you get fined for stuff like that, by the way? Is it like uh, is it a percentage of a week's wage or something? Yeah, I, is it? Is that I, how it I works? Di- I was angry about it because yeah. it cost me a fair bit. Um, I, I probably should have said... The referee was shit, but I'd have got fine for that anyway. Yeah. I was trying to work my way around. How can I say he was not very good? And they seen it as though I've said he was cheating, which no. The two ties were good cup ties. Um good atmosphere down at theirs and brilliant for, for us. And um luckily we got one over them on the day and um he just got blown. blown it it got massive. And what was it about up. the comment? I think it was saying you, they thought they were through, but they yeah, thought they no, 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 saw past no, us. Yeah, because obviously we scored late on at their place. They probably deserved to beat us that day. Uh, Palmer hit the ball. It was a good game, mate. I remember what game. it was a great game of football. I was sat it? on the bench thinking, come on, get yeah. me on. This is this is a cup tie. And then obviously I got on and Jebo got sent off and I'm thinking, that's us done. And I didn't want to get it done. Mm. Um, and we scored. So I think... There was a bit of a thing after the first leg in yeah. the dressing room because it's tight and uh, both teams wanted to win and it was like, yeah, whatever, we'll see you next time at Argaff. And um, yeah, cup tie was brilliant. Um, like I say, without the fans, without, you know. That's what it's about. It's, it's, that, it's, yeah. That's what English football, like British football, that's what it is Mate, about. This is, as long, this as, it exactly it. As, long <laughs> as it's not getting kind Too of much, out crazy. of hand and you, we don't want any, you know, obviously there's, the dress, you know, down the tunnel and stuff like that, which you kind of go, mm, but like the, the the kind of with the fans and that, yeah, listen, it works both fan, ways, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Fans, 90% of the time when I'm playing away from home, I get, you fat bastard, you fat. <laughs> Fine, I'm not fat. <laughs> oh, you're not, that. mate, honestly. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I can take that on the chin and I give, I give it all that. Yeah, come on, give it give it me. It's it's. I'm doing something right if they're trying to get at me. I'll take the heat off my teammates. That's fine. But if I go and score a goal, don't expect me just to not give anything. Yeah, just pull yeah. back and get the game started So many times I've gave it this, which I saw Trent Alexander-Arnold do this. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? Right in the City fans. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking fair play to him because I know what they're all doing to him. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's not gone off the pitch. He's just showing what it means to him to score a goal for his team. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It's it all adds. It all adds to it, doesn't it? Like Aaron Ramsdale loves to get involved. Yeah, and everyone, it's, James it's Madison just, doing it with the fans. Part, yeah, part I mean that was brilliant with James Madison. I, I, I think it? people. I think fans need to realise that even these like scuffles, like in the in the tunnels and the beef and all that, and 
it, you've got to imagine the emotion at that moment in time, right? It is off the charts. Honestly, you've just ran around for 100 minutes and you're kicking and you're doing whatever you can to win. Stuff like this happens all the time. Yeah. Genuinely, it happens all the time. It just happened to be at that moment in time, you've got all the Disney cameras, you've got the Sky yeah. cameras, and it is heated and it looks like it's something special. But I promise you, this sort of thing happens do you, all do the you time. Know the funny thing is that when people go, if I did that in my workplace, and you go, listen, yeah. your workplace, you know, with Sharon and accounts, and it's, it's got nothing to do nah. with... You know, it, it's it's elite level sport, right? And the emotions can yeah. get highly charged. It is what it is. You move on very, very quickly. Here's a question for you then. If um, if nothing happens with football in the next few weeks and into the new year, Wrexham come knocking and say, Billy, we need a striker. We need somebody to put the ball in the back Big of the net. How Paul Mullen? What are you saying? Bring it on. I've Bring already, it on. I've already said that, yeah. Um, it's great football club. Yeah. Um, it is a great football club, it mate. It really, good, really good is. fan base. Um and they're doing well. Yeah. So I want to play football. Um, I'm hungry to play football, to score goals. Um, yeah, I, I can score goals in the championship still. I know I can. Mm. Um, I'd look in the mirror and I'd be honest with myself if I didn't think I could, but um, I can. But the fit's got to be right, not just for me now. Um, I've got two kids, I've got a wife. Um, that's not saying it needs to be on my doorstep because mm. I've just gone to LA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had offers already what um, I'm considering. But um, I want to have my options on the table so I can make the right decision to, so then I can, you know, make give a good count myself and try and do well for that, whichever that is. Is that how it works then on a day-to-day basis at the minute then? Because obviously being without a football club, it's like, it's, it must be hard. It's it's a weird situation to be in, isn't it? Because you, if you think, you've played football for 20 years professionally and now all of a sudden it's like, well, what am I going to do? What do I do? And you're waiting, aren't you? You're waiting for a call, a text, a message, an agent, or something somewhere to say this has come. What you reckon? Yeah, this is this is why I'm here today. Yeah, I'm, exactly I'm not, that. This is why we buzz because yeah. we get this opportunity that never normally happens. I'm, you know, I'm still doing leg weights. I'm still running. Yeah. You cannot replicate on that pitch with your teammates the checking, the turning, the, the the things that football give your body. You can't replicate it. So I want to get back into that, and um, I want to, you know. I'm staying fit so I'm ready for that opportunity and uh, like I say it's not as though I went to LA um, and didn't do well I went there scored goals and um, it was just unfortunate that we conceded the most goals as a team in the league um, that was the the deep down issue that we didn't make the playoffs because we conceded far too many goals and um, yeah so I, I want to go somewhere and still score goals I've got other targets um, that I can hit which I want to do personally, but I want to be helped to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a striker, but I'm a team player, so I want to go and help. I've got, I'm sorry, Tom. I've got an interesting question here. So, top goal scoring championship history. Um, when you make that step, which you've done a few times into the Premier League, just how much harder is it to score at that level in the Premier League than? being in the championship. Don't get me wrong, I know that you've always been at one of the better teams in the championship. You're going to yeah. get a lot more opportunities. Yeah. But how much harder is it when you're facing these Premier League defenders to get a sniff of something? Yeah, listen, I, I'm a championship striker. I'm not saying I'm a Premier League striker. I've had spells there with Southampton, little spell, Sheffield United twice. <clears throat> and I think I can score goals there. I can, you know, maybe go five, six, seven games where you're not getting even a chance because mm. I'm not playing for one of the top teams in the Premier League. So you've got to be right on the ball and you've got to take them opportunities. Um, the goalkeepers are better. Really? Is that is that uh, noticeable straight away? Yeah, of course. Like, 
They're better with their feet, so yeah. there's less mistakes. They're better with their handling, less mistakes, not as many balls getting dropped. Um, better posi- well, I, I think you're probably going to agree with me. When you're on top of your game, that is why you played in the Premier League. Yeah. Your positioning, um, your distribution, your handling. And that's one thing. Defenders. Van Dijk is, if you want a defender, that's what you make in a factory. He's quick, he's strong, good on the ball, good in the air. Yeah, I had a couple of times where I did get past him and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I've scored. And just as about a main trigger, he's just gone bang. It's either his forearm or his long leg where I'm like, where? I didn't even see him. <laughs> where did go, that, go, gadget leg. Uh, where Vincent, does that come Vincent from? Vincent Company is like a brick wall. Like, you hit him, you was like, oof, like, meant like horrible how strong and aggressive he was. And uh, I grew up at Sheffield United. Chris Morgan was the centre-half when I used to go up at training. Mm. Oh. He used to oh. scrape down the back of my heels and elbow me, nip me, scratch me. And I'm thinking, why does he not like me? It wasn't. It was just the way he played. And it was whether he was marking Alan Shearer or me as a kid. That's what he did. And that stood me in good stead, stuff like that. And again, midfielders providing me, probably not as good as midfielders yeah, yeah. if I was at City. And um, yeah, it's harder because you don't get as many opportunities. Um, when you do get them opportunities, you don't get as much time. Um, but yeah, I, I scored some goals in the Premier League, which I'm proud of, and um, I'd love to have scored more. Um, but I, I know my limits, and I, and I know that I've been a, a good Championship striker, and um, yeah, that's where I, I think I'll be remembered for. I've got a couple of questions before, so just. <laughs> Just touching back on Wrexham, um, have you seen a clip where Rob McElhenney says, we were living, living rent-free in that motherfucker's brain? Yeah, I could, I, when, someone t- when someone told me, I was like, why is he even bothered? <laughs> Just leave why it alone, yeah? Bothered? But I don't know, maybe it's good TV. I don't know. I've, I've actually not watched it. I'm going I'm going to watch it. Um, but yeah, when someone told me that, I was like, you are joking, right? And they was like, no, no, that's what you said. He's probably never heard of me. Um, he definitely uh, has heard of you, oh, mate. I promise you. Now, I, he yeah. definitely has I've, heard of you. It's funny. When I landed in LA, we came out of the airport. First thing I see, big billboard. Rex, what, what's yeah. it? Welcome to Rex. Welcome to Rex. I'm like, what? I'm in LA. <laughs> big welcome to Rex. It's just, a big deal out there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They watch it. They're mad yeah, for they, it, in yeah. fact. So my eldest was playing for a team. And I got talked to a few of the parents and they knew of me before I came to LA Galaxy because of that. The documentary. The documentary. And uh, yeah, it's weird how it's worked out. I just the think I just think the, the owners, are, they're, they're great, right? They're, they're, I think they've been surprised. I think they've said it, that how football is in the UK, like watching it. Tribal. It's so different to American sports yeah. in so many respects, but I think they've just been swallowed up in a good way by just what it's like how territorial at the minute yeah they got a promotion they have had a cup run the documentary's doing well obviously they don't need the money they're doing it for a bit of fun Mm. i think well you probably tell me no they love it they love it yeah but now they're getting they're seeing the passion the fans the players what it's doing for the community for yeah for wrexham yeah um if they go again which they're in the running to do it again why why would they walk away yeah yeah if it started not to go so well, would they fancy going somewhere else? And or nah, is that it? Mate, nah. I, I promise it's like you, Brady now with um, Birmingham, Birmingham yeah. yeah, 
Like, they're not going anywhere. They're not like going anywhere. Pattern. Wrexham, I swear on my life, Wrexham will be, but they'll be championship within three or four years. They'll be do you think? Do you think that soon? I think well, championship. I yeah. think. I to, think to get from championship to the Premier League, it's a different yeah, yeah. ball game but, completely. But from League Two, I th- I think we'll go up straight up. Yeah, this season, this season into League One, and then it might take another year or so, a year or two. But they'll be in the championship within three or four years, uh, uh, for sure. When when that for new sure. stand's done as well, yeah, for sure they will. Because that, that atmosphere it, there is. It's that. It's that getting from the Champo to the Prem. You yeah. know it. You've done it. You've that's where you spent your career to get to that level. Even if you're at one of the best, better teams, better equipped team, it's still it's not that easy. It's the toughest league in the world. Yeah. It you're has in the to championship, be. Yeah, eight, ten years, and you're nearly in the playoffs. Nearly, 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 nearly. And you try and change things, and then it, you might go backwards, and then you think you've gone even further backwards. Yeah. But then I don't know. They've they've got the momentum. They've got the belief. They've. Um, got the fan base and they've got the, the backing at the minute which yeah if they can go again straight away they're in a great well, place let me ask you a question because I've got it from a, like a fan point of view in that teams like Watford Sheffield United right um, the West Broms Norwiches from like a fan point of view the, the, the holy grail is getting to the Premier League right when you go in the championship you have a really good year you go home and away amazing away days you win more often than you lose when you go up it's it's almost like a false economy where you go, this isn't that much fun, actually. Like, Champo's yeah. amazing, like, from, from, like, a pure yeah, fan engagement yeah, yeah, and how yeah, it makes yeah. you feel. Is there an element of that as a player? Um, no, no. I am hearing that from fans, from my mates. Like, oh, it's great, we're going to London this weekend. And then there was three London games on the spin. And it came to the third one, and they go in there thinking, we're going to get beat again. Yeah, pummeled. It's expensive again. It's this, it's that. Give me crew away. <laughs> but yeah, the championship, you're winning most weeks and you're on you're on high and when you do lose a game, it's like, so what? You forget that. You're, we're going to win next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. In the Premier League, it's lose, 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 draw, lose, lose, win, lose, lose. You can get draining. And as a player, I think the, the time we got relegated, um, which we got relegated well early, um, it was demoralising. Um I was injured for towards the end of it, but the belief just got oh, it's horrible, out. isn't it? Yeah. And you're going into games and you're one nil down already mentally and it's tough. And the more you have who believe that you're gonna get something that day, you know, they say you've got to have seven players better than them to, to win a game. Yeah. But when you're going out there and people have doubt in the mind, it's not a good place to be. And um Sheffield United are in that at the minute because they had this little fixture where they've playing teams like Bournemouth and they've got Burnley next they need to win them games because obviously Luton are winning and if they go and get beat by um, Burnley then they're in big trouble so big big game at the weekend and um, hopefully they can get the three points they're, they're the ones you look at you look at the fixture list as a team like Sheffield United and you pick your Burnley your yeah. Bournemouth and you say they're the ones we have to win do you we do that as win. a player at the start of the season do you look at the fixture list and go <clears throat> almost like it, tally you, it up because yeah, that's what at, you do as fans you, you look look go maybe three points you look at little periods <laughs> yeah. don't you you might look at it and go mate have you seen November yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate look at November we've got City away then we've got you know, then we've got Arsenal then we've got and it's like oh my need some points on the board hopefully we've got some points on the board before them it's like Fulham I watched the Fulham game the other night against Wolves. Um, they've beat Sheffield United, Luton, Everton, and now Wolves. Yeah. Massive. It is. Massive. Yeah. 
Oh, I will say the Wolves have been absolutely oh, yeah. shit on that, this season, been shit haven't on, they? But, but that, that aside, that is what it's about, though, is yeah. because if you can beat the teams that are going to be vying for the same sort yeah, of spot sure. as you, Taking it, points off them as it well, keeps yeah. them down there. Yep. It keeps them down there, and that is exactly what you want to do. But I guarantee you, going back to your question quickly, Tom, that if you asked any Leicester fan right now which season they're preferring more, last season getting pumped every week and getting relegated, having having won the Premier League Take six, them back to before, 15. Yeah, or this season, winning week in, week out, playing lovely style yeah. of football, playing out from the back bossing yeah. stuff every away game you know you're going to win it sets your Saturday night up guaranteed they'll say this season has been a, bit, been okay. a better season for them I, I want to uh, know who's at fault is it the Sheffield United fans or the Galaxy fans for creating the worst song oh, in brutal. football history I enjoyed watching your, your career Billy but this <laughs> this Billy Sharp did, 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 Billy. that is wild if it was if it was thousands of kids doing it then yeah fair play bless them um it didn't really get going. Um, I heard it. I've seen a few signs. Um, again, I think that's just the American way. Uh, we was 3-0 down. Well, we was 3-0 down quite a few times, but 3-0 down at half-time one game and we go off and there's fan cam and all our fans are big smiles and <laughs> doing all this. And I'm going off and we're all going off going, what is this? Like, what are we playing at today? And in England, you are getting booed off, dogs <laughs> abuse. Oh, yeah. Things thrown at you. And I was like, wow, this is strange, it's weird. Um, there was another game against San San Jose and we had to go over like a, a bridge which was in the like turn like concourse, but I'm thinking that can't happen in England. There's beers, there's pies, there's hot dogs, everything yes. is trying to get to you. And this was supposed to be like a, a rival um game and yeah, all the fans are waving. Uh, it's great, it's a great environment, good yeah. atmosphere and yeah. um like I say, the way of living, and I really enjoyed playing in the MLS. So um, I haven't got anything bad to say about the fans because they were they were brilliant with me. Got right behind me from from the first kick of the ball, and obviously helped. I scored goals, and um, just didn't quite get the song going right. But I let um, off. Billy, this has been fantastic, mate. Honestly, and we're coming to the end now. But this has been honestly, mate. Really, really enjoyed it, and thank you for making the effort. Uh, I've got a few stats for you. Um, in your career, in your long career, over 700 competitive games, by the way, that's some going. Um, do you know which team you've scored the most goals against? Goals? Oh, I did, yeah. Um, Derby or Blackpool, is it? Blackpool, well done. Yeah. Uh, second on the list is Bristol City. Okay. Uh, nine goals, by the way, 10 against Blackpool, nine against Bristol City, and then nine against Derby. Wow. It's not bad, yes. that, is it, mate? I remember the Bristol City ones now, though. Um, 21st birthday. I got my 21st goal against them, 1-0 on Sky, Friday night um, for Scunthorpe. And we was battling it out with them. We was top, they were second, and we pipped them uh, to get promoted that year. 21st birthday. Seems, seems a long way away, that does, it doesn't it? It is a long, long way away. Um, um, how many of those little Man of the Match trophies have you got, by the way? I don't know. Stats like this, if my dad was sat here now, he'd have said straight away, Blackpool. Uh, ten goals. He's on Blackpool with ten goals. Bristol City, Derby. Um, and he'd have told me, he's got all my man of the matches. Um, it's great. My kids go around there and they're always polished up. Um, kids are holding them and stuff. And they've changed over the years. Yeah. They're a lot better these days. Um, I used to like the old Powerade one. It was like heavy and felt, felt silver good. it was like a silver, silver Powerade bottle weren't it for, yeah for player of the month you got a gold one and stuff like that. Yeah. but um, no collected a few things over the years and uh, my dad's got them all all clean because I'm sure if I had them 
it'd all have dust on them. It'd be in the attic or... Yeah, wouldn't even be out. Yeah. I've got uh, one for you about derbies, right? So um, let's say Wolves, West Brom, Chef Wednesday. The fans are split and some people want them to just inflict the biggest load of misery on their rivals. Like yeah. I've heard people saying like, oh no, I want them to be out of business kind of thing. I love it when they're in the same league. As players, what's what's the... Is that the big game? Chef Wednesday, yeah? yeah? Of course. Um <sighs> And over the years, as I've got older, um, yeah, I, I got, I've got brought up, I grew up hating Sheffield Wednesday. I wanted them as far down as possible, but I'm from Sheffield. Um, I know they don't like me, but I think, you know, most of them respect what I've done in football and I respect them as, as a football club. It's, it's a good football club. That tasted um, horrible coming out of your mouth, yeah, that, exactly. didn't it? I'm not going to say, even but say it it's a good football club. Um, you know, they get a huge following as well. Um, I've got a lot of friends who are Wednesday fans and um, and family as well. So, um, but I'm I'm a blade, and that's just the way it is. Sheffield's divided, red and blue, and um, but like I say, I've got I, I have grown up more mature. Um, I've got respect for for them as a as a club, as a as a team, and they're struggling as well. Which for me, I'd rather have them both in the Premier League playing against each other. And whoever wins on the day gets the bragging rights. Um, because there's a lot of households, which I'm sure in a lot of other cities, it's split. And uh, yeah, it's it's quite funny that they're struggling as well because it's taking the edge off Sheffield United. Yeah, season. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't give they can't go giving the blades any counters, yeah. can they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, then um, life after football. What do you want to do? What 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 is Billy Sharp going to be doing in a couple three years time when he retires from actually playing the game? I want to be a manager. Do uh, you? Yeah, are you mad? Nah, I Honestly. I want to be a manager, yeah. Um, I've got all my coaching badges and I'm going to... Um, I've applied for the LMA manager's course. Uh spoke to Big Sam. He said, yeah, that's probably a good thing to do. And um, I've got friends who have done it as well. Neil Collins, uh, he's manager of Barnsley now and Steady, another friend who's his assistant. And I don't know, I just fancy, I fancy it. And um, I've got the hunger to do that. Um but while I'm still hungry to play, um, that's my my short term goal. And in the long run, I, I want to be a manager, and um, I'm going to give that a good crack. What sort of manager are you going to be? Ranto Aravo, nice and calm, <laughs> Arsene Wenger type. Were you ever there with Neil Warnock? Yeah, I was coming through as a kid with Neil Warnock. He sold me to Scunthorpe uh, for a hundred thousand. Did you experience those dressing rooms? I experienced him bringing Wayne Allison on when he'd not even warmed up instead of me as a young kid running up and down. <laughs> Wayne Allison. Where chief, yeah, the chief. He used to ring him on for 30 seconds and people know why. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to give the managerial uh, a crack and people have said, are you mad? Are you crazy? But um, people have also said it's the closest thing to being a player, you know, that going into the dressing yeah. room, going out into the pitch. The match day. The match day. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to win football games is something I love doing. Um, so if I can't do it as a player, then I'd like to do it as a manager. Um, Billy, mate, honestly, thank you so much. For we really, on. really appreciate oh, it, mate. Oh. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Of the Fozcast. Of the Fozcast. Of the Fozcast. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Of the Fozcasts.